I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. He gets so crazy at times. That sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking what the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan. I am Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Dan Plucker, executive producer extraordinaire. He does two shows every day. Two shows. Toby Altizer, he does one show. That's the Bart Winkler show. Does a great job. Love Toby Altizer in the morning with Bart. Sam Schmitz does a great job in the afternoon with Rami Makhlouf. He always has his fans full dealing with Rami, so he also does a great job. And then poor Dan Plucker has Gary Leroy and myself uh, for four hours, and then he gets stuck with me for an additional hour after that. I mean, really, nobody has it tougher than Dan Plucker does when it comes to producing day-to-day uh, here on The Fan. We broadcast live from the Lakeland University studios, the leader in online education for more than 20 Five years. Check him out. Lakeland.edu. Good buddy. Old friend of the Wendy's Big Show. We used to have him on every week. I think it was a couple of years ago, was it? I guess we used to have him on every week. Mark Simon from Sports Info Solutions uh, will join us coming up here in about 15 minutes. Why? Uh, he was tweeting out earlier today about the Brewers uh, pitchers because I had tweeted out uh, or retweeted a CBS Sports story. Talking about the Brewers pitchers and the Cy Young race. Uh, And they had all their different baseball writers. And I'll be honest, I don't know any of their writers over there as far as uh, any type of, you know, where they've been, who they've been, whatever else. I'm sure they are all very good at what they do. I just don't recognize a majority of the names uh, and have not really heard any of them on the radio. Anyways, so they've, they all have their, their opinions. Uh, all of them don't uh, have any of the three Brewers pitchers uh, as winning the Cy Young as of right now. They all seem to think that it is a close race between Walker Bueller of the Dodgers, uh, no shocker there, uh, and Zach Wheeler of uh, the New York Mets. And the Mets uh, have completely fallen off uh, and given up uh, first place over there in the East as the Atlanta Braves have uh, taken a nice little lead uh, out in front of them. And whatever. So they're not in first place. Fine. Dodgers aren't in first place either. The argument that's been made by these writers of CBS Sports is that they simply don't have enough innings. The problem with it is when we start talking about innings, I mean, providing Woodruff does okay tonight, he's going to be like within seven or eight innings of these guys. 
Uh, Burns is probably a little bit farther back, 20 or so innings back or whatever. We're talking literally like two games. That That's pretty much probably going to be the difference. And that's if Bueller stays healthy the rest of the way out and doesn't miss any starts or doesn't get rested to make sure he's okay for the playoffs. And if Zach Wheeler doesn't get hurt and he's rested and doesn't make the playoffs. Now, Wheeler is a guy that has always been a frustrating guy for me. Really has. Always has had the, quote, stuff. Because at one point, we were talking about the, the Brewers possibly trading for Wheeler a couple of years ago uh, or, or trying to get Zach Wheeler in free agency. And always been frustrating. He's always been hurt and dinged up, never really lived up to expectations of what he was going to be. And now, finally, he's kind of putting it together this year, which, good. I'm happy for him. Uh, Walker Bueller's been a stud throughout the minors. Like Since he's been up, he's been a stud, so no surprise there. As a Brewers fan, do you get frustrated when it feels like no matter how good your guys are, some way or another, it's always pushed aside in place of somebody else in a bigger market? I've heard from people that, you know, live in Chicago, work in Chicago, are from Chicago, live here now. Whenever we talk about Brewers Cubs uh, or whatever, ah, oh, you guys got the little brother syndrome. You always think everything's about you, and it's not always about you, and, and quit acting like that. Or I hear it all the time. But I go back, back to CBS Sports again. Was it last week, was it? Two weeks ago? When they had the Hall of Fame piece, looking ahead to the next Hall of Fame class. Was that last week, Pluck? When Leroy wasn't here? Was it last Friday or something? I don't remember. It was last week, one of the days. Yeah. Yes. And we did a whole thing about uh, Leroy being in the Hall of Fame. And first, I saw that article. Doesn't even have Leroy listed as a possibility of being in the Hall of Fame. That irritated me. Then come the odds. And Leroy's like 10th or 12th in line for the Hall of Fame. That irritated me. And I was mad. But part of that was because he's a friend. A really, really good friend. Godfather of my kid. So... I, that I knew was personal. Plucker obviously works with Leroy. It was personal with him as well. So, okay, maybe that's different. Maybe maybe that's not the case. This thing here with these Brewers pitchers, we had John Heyman on earlier, and he thinks innings are going to be a factor when it comes down to it because the race is so close. So he didn't say that he agrees with them necessarily, but he does think innings could come down because the race is so close. So the guy that pitched more games and went deeper into games is going to give more love, even though all three of these guys have sub-three ERAs. All three of these guys have two-something ERAs between Woodruff, Peralta, and Burns. A uh, uh, friend of mine, Block, we always talk about in the air, old intern Jake. This goes back, I don't know, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, something. It was out of the blue talks me. He's like, hey man, what do you what do you think about one of these guys getting Cy Young? And I, I responded, like, it's not gonna happen. There's no way they're gonna give one of these guys a Cy Young. And at that point, I he said, Well, who do you think it's gonna be? I said, Well, it's gonna be Walker Bueller because DeGrom's hurt. That that's who I said it was gonna be like three or four weeks ago. And now we move forward three, four weeks. Brewers pitchers still outstanding. Brewers continuing to win games, not the one seat necessarily, but still at a high, high level of play, uh, taking the first two in this Cardinal series. None of the three have done anything to make you think that they don't deserve to be in the Cy Young race. And now as we get closer to the end of the season and you hear or read more of these national writers, it doesn't appear 
any of them are going to win a Cy Young. When I tweeted out that story earlier from at Sparky Radio on Twitter, I had a bunch of responses. You know, unreal, unbelievable, screwed again, whatever. And then I had another one, which was, hey, maybe because they have three, they're kind of screwing it up for each other and kind of knocking each other out of this thing because there's three of them from the same team. I don't think I buy that. I don't think I buy that because there's three outstanding pitchers in one rotation that screws them out of winning a Cy Young. I don't remember off the top of my head how many Cy Youngs Greg Maddox has won or John Smoltz. I don't think Glavin ever won the Cy Young, right? I don't think Glavin ever won the Cy Young. But Maddox and Smoltz and Glavin, they were all in the same rotation. They were still all-stars, and I'm pretty sure Smoltz and and Maddox both won Cy Youngs uh, along the way. Now, I don't believe... See, that's the other thing I'd like to know. I'd like to know how many times in baseball history, maybe modern day to be specific, in modern day history, have you ever had three starting pitchers finish the season with sub-three ERAs in the same rotation? That started the season together. Not a situation where you trade for Sabathia and he's immortal the second half of the season. That's what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is three guys that started the rotation in the beginning of the year and in the rotation at the end of the year and have sub-three ERAs. There cannot be, there. I, I would guess, less than five times in baseball history in the modern, modern era that's happened. It might be less than three times that's happened. Which to me makes it all the more impressive that it's actually going to occur. And then to say, nope, we're not going to reward any of them. We're going to go with these other two guys. Well, because they've pitched one or two more games. Again, maybe it's a little brother syndrome. Maybe it's just me being uh, frustrated and, and thinking everybody's you know against Milwaukee. Maybe that's what it is living here my whole life. But I swear to God, that's how I feel right now. And that's how I felt for quite a while. When Giannis actually won the MVP, the first one, I couldn't believe it. I didn't really think they were going to give it to him. I thought somehow, way, they were going to screw this whole thing up and he'd somehow not win it. Defensive player of the year. So Giannis winning those awards really, you know, made me feel better. Like, okay, well, good. Braun, he won an MVP. Yelich, he won an MVP. Now, to this point, neither one were ever the same. After the MVP, hopefully Yelich will figure this out and get back to being who he is. Uh, Braun certainly never was, but we know what happened with Braun after that and why that all went uh, downhill on Braun. But man, this is frustrating. Plucker, I mean, you're not necessarily from Milwaukee or whatever else, but I'm sure you've picked up on the, as people would say, little brother syndrome that maybe we have here in this town. Uh, and I'm really feeling it right now, Plucker. I really am feeling it. Yeah, and I think there can be an argument made for all three of the pitchers in the Brewers' rotation that are at the top of the line here. I think all three could realistically be a Cy Young winner, and I don't think it would be that out of the ordinary. But what Zach Wheeler has done, he leads in complete games and in shutouts. And I said Freddie Peralta should win the Cy Young a couple weeks ago when I filled in. I was on this show, actually, a couple weeks when you ago when you were off. I filled in and said that exact thing, that I think Freddie Peralta should be the Cy Young winner. It's just the way that 
these numbers lay out. And like Heyman said, it's so close. The way that he projects it is not necessarily what he thinks, but it's the way that he projects it is that either Wheeler or Bueller are going to be the guys that win it. And I kind of think the same thing. I think it should be Freddie Peralta or maybe one of the guys in this rotation, but especially because of how good this team is. Like the Brewers are like exceeding expectations far beyond what people had for them at the beginning of this season. Right. And they're so much better, and it's because of that pitching. So I, I don't know. It, it it makes sense. I think Brewers fans have a gripe that they can hold if, if one of their guys don't win because, like you said, this is probably the best trio of starting pitchers since the Braves back with Maddox and all those guys. So that's kind of where we're sitting at now. And and it's frustra- it'll be frustrating if we don't get that recognition that – should exist for that success that they've had. Like a world series is still in there, but it's really hard to win a world series. So let's say again, this is doomsday scenario, but let's say the brewers don't win the world series and they also don't get a Cy Young award winner in the realm of history in major league baseball. This season for the brewers will be widely forgotten in a year where so many Brewers fans are celebrating the season as maybe the best in team history. So it 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 does feel a little little brother like, kind of like you were saying. Okay, so I I, I went and I, I I looked this up while you were talking. Greg Maddox, do you know how many Cy Young awards Greg Maddox won? Four, ninety two, ninety three, ninety four, ninety five. That's what I'm seeing looking here. Three straight Cy Young awards. Where am I missing here? This says four. And then when you put it into Google, it says three straight. Either way, that is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he was part of that staff with Smoltz and Glavin. Smoltz and Glavin. Okay. Smoltz won the National League Cy Young Award in 96 after posing a record of 24 and 8, equaling the most victories by an NL pitcher since 1972. So he won it in 96, and that was coming off the heels of Maddox owning it for the previous three years or whatever. I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I have a hard time wrapping my head around this. I, I really do. I'm sorry. I'm struggling with this. I'm sorry if I sound like a, a whiny crybaby about how this whole thing is playing out, but it really just drives me nuts. And, and then on top of that, then the next thing that gets told to you when you cry about this, like I'm doing right now, is, well, no big deal, Spark. Give Brewers just go win a World Series. Everything's going to be good. Just go win a World Series. It's good. Yeah, fine. You're right. Go win a World Series. It's good. But also, winning a World Series is difficult. I mean, talked about, Rami brought this up the other day. at had full phone lines. People calling in, talking about Packers or Brewers. Which one has the better chance to, to win a championship right now? It's so tough to do in baseball. And I know they say it's tough to do in football. Fine. But from a Packers standpoint, they literally have to beat Tampa and then probably Kansas City or whoever comes out of the AFC, Buffalo, Cleveland, whoever. Literally going to have probably two really tough games. The Brewers are going to have to go through three best of series in order to make this thing work. Or is it four this year? Because there's only one team on by. No, there's three. Yeah, three. There's multiple teams. So you're going to have to go through three series in order to win this thing. There's so many things that can go right or that can go wrong. It makes it so difficult in baseball to try and win a World Series. I mean, it's kind of like basketball in the NBA. Same type of situation. Tough to win there, again, because you have a best-of-series. And normally, when it's a best-of-series, what does that mean? 
normally that means the better team wins. One game scenarios, the better team doesn't always win one one game scenarios. Could have have a, could have a dude have a a, a career worst day. Could have a huge injury uh, that that sidelines somebody for a half of football. And had it been a, a series of, of games over the course of a week or whatever, that player might have been able to get back by game three or game four. Can't do it in football. But but that's why it's a little bit more fluky. The NCAA tournament for basketball, even more fluky than football is. But when we talk about series, hockey, NBA, uh, MLB, way, way, way difficult to try and win those things, in my opinion. Coming up next, Mark Simon. Sports Info Solutions, just, you love advanced stats, he's got them. He's all over them. Sports Info Solutions, that's what they do. We'll talk to him and get his thoughts on the Brewers and the Cy Young race. And also want to talk about Otani, because that dude's unbelievable. We'll talk to, him about, talk to him about Otani as well, and get his thoughts on Christian Yelich and the struggles that he's having. Maybe he's got some positive news for us on Christian Yelich. He's straight ahead. Mark Simon, Sports Info, Solu- Sports Info Solutions, next, here on Sparky's. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Midday Madness. If I'm Reyes, I'm going to see how far you can go on the edges. Oh, Garcia in the air to left field. This one's got a chance. This is a home run. It's up and out of here. Oh, Avi Garcia ties the game. Wow. Wasting no time. So there you go. That uh, home run call, the tied at 3-3, barely got out in left field by Avi Garcia. Brewers go on to win in extra innings. Highlight courtesy of Brian Anderson 
and of course, Bally's Sports Wisconsin. Joining us now, friend of the show, haven't talked to him in a while, Mark Simon from Sports Info Solutions, joins us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. What's going on, Mark? Funny how that uh, all it took was one tweet at you to get you to call me. Listen, I'm kind of fired up about this. I, I, uh, I, I said it earlier. CBS Sports put out a, a piece that I retweeted earlier today, and you saw it, and that you tweeted back at me about this Brewers thing. And not one of them uh, have the Brewers being there to win this because of lack of innings, apparently. Then we had John Heyman on our Odyssey MLB Insider, of course, with MLB Network in the first hour of the Wendy's Big Show today. And I brought it up to him, and he said. Pretty much, Sparky, look, it's so close. That very well could be a deciding factor for people that are voting at the end of the day that they didn't pitch as many innings as Wheeler or Bueller. And I'm just, you know, maybe I'm just little brother thinking everybody's picking on me at this point. I'm not quite sure, but I'm frustrated by it because I can't think of another team with three starters, all with sub three ERAs in the same season that started with the team and ended with the team. I mean, the closest I can come up with, and I don't believe they all had sub three ERAs, I'd have to go look, would be Glavin, Maddox, and Smoltz. Maddox won, what, Cy Young three years in a row. Smoltz won a Cy Young in that whole that whole mess as well. So, yes, I'm frustrated, Mark. <laughs> Laughs what, at you me. You don't like Zach Wheeler? I, 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 look, Zach Wheeler. This is how I described Zach Wheeler earlier. Zach Wheeler's a guy the Brewers had interest in a couple of years ago, I remember. Yep. He's a guy that's always had a lot of upside, a guy that's never been able to stay healthy and ever be able to put it together. Now he's he's finally put it together. He's pitching at a high level for a team that's fallen apart. Not, I mean, not fallen apart, but fallen back in the East race to the Atlanta Braves. Bueller's team, they're not in first place with the Dodgers. He's having a great year. He's always been a talented kid throughout their farm system. Fine, I get that. This Brewers team has the second-best record in baseball, and it's going to come down to a game or two start-wise of why one of these guys won't win it. Yeah, I'm not – I don't know that I'm – sold on that yet i feel like it's like a four or five horse race and i don't think that you can necessarily make a call on it when you look at i I didn't really do this seriously until a couple of hours ago but when you look at like corbin burns and this the combination of the strikeout to walk and the five homers in 127 innings so if he does another if he gets the era title qualifier basically uh, and his numbers look still look similar to that i think it's going to be pretty hard to beat uh, uh, <laughs> it's really it's really tough though because Wheeler could run off a, a couple of shutouts in a row, and and that's where uh, this is where I think you separate people with these last seven eight starts of the season. And I think right now you have a a four five horse race that is pretty even. I like Walker Bueller a lot. He was actually my preseason pick. Sure. I think he has one of the best fastballs in baseball. Yep. He's on a very good team. He doesn't he doesn't ever lose. He doesn't ever put his team in position to lose. He's very very good. I think it's reasonable to make a case for Corbin Burns to be to be better than him and to be better than Wheeler. I just think he has to finish the deal. See, and, and that's the other thing, too. I agree with you on Walker Bueller. I think he's a stud. No question about it. But the issue that I have in all of this is normally, not all the time, but normally when we talk about end-of-season awards in sports – normally the better team ends up with the person that wins that award usually at the end of the day. And now we're talking this year about having the Cy Young not coming from a first-place team possibly, depending on what happens with the Mets. And then the MVP in the AL, that, that that's definitely not happening because the Angels are <laughs> awful and Otani's probably going to win that one. As he should. Like, that, that to me isn't close. The, the, I think the thing in the, in the National League that's nice 
is that it is. I like when it's close. I like when there's five guys and you can't really tell the difference between uh, the five of them. Uh, the AL MVP is not close. The guy's on another planet. Uh, it, uh, it, there needs to be a full appreciation of what he's done this year. I think there is in most cases, but I know people. some people say that there isn't. I think there's a pretty good appreciation of how good uh, the guy on uh, the Angels not talking about Trout is. Well, I agree with you on Otani. We'll get back to Otani in one second. I want to go back to pitching yeah. and the advanced numbers that you have. So yes. for you, if you had a vote, what stats are most important to you when you evaluate a pitcher? Because wins above replacement is one number that I see that the Brewers pitchers aren't going to win that category based on what I read. Yeah, it it depends on which site you reference, too, because I think Corbin Burns is going to come out better in Fangraphs than he is on baseball reference. In answer to your question, what stats do I look at? I would look at a combination of innings pitched. uh, I would look at ERA, just uh, kind of put it alongside Strikeouts, walks, home runs allowed, hard contact allowed. Uh, I would kind of smush that all into one pile. And I think when you do that, there are like there are five, six guys, and they're not they're not that far apart. Even though I know you look at the pitcher war and you see Zach Wheeler is at five point nine, right. and Woodruff is at five, and Corbin Burns is at four point five. The reason that Wheeler is higher is because of the innings, and in the end, you want the guy that's going to give you. Uh, more innings so that you don't have to use a guy that isn't as good. Like he's essentially his, he's taking innings that would go to, you know, some guy in AAA. So that's, uh, that's why he's higher. But in terms of quality, like he's, he's basically, I think he's basically on the same plane as, as just about everybody else when you grade it on like a per inning or per batter basis. And I don't think that they've, I'm going to say it again, I don't think they've separated each other yet. And I think that Corbin Burns or Brandon Woodruff could still win it. I'd make the case for Burns because Woodruff has gotten more help from his defense, which is something I wrote about today. Yes, you did. Uh, and the defense of the Brewers this season so far uh, is much better than we've seen in the past from Brewers teams. Yeah, uh, well, I think, I think it's more that it got back to what it was uh, in the prime days. And I don't think that I think that the nice thing that you get from the David Stearns Craig Council pairing is that it will be very, it might happen one season, but it, you're not going to see it happen two or three seasons in a row where the Brewers have a bad defensive team. Craig Council's entire career is largely based on the fact that he was a really good defensive player. He's not going to let that slip. Jackie Bradley hasn't hit, I know that, but he plays very good defense in the outfield. Uh, Adamas is a, is a pretty decent shortstop. Uh, they catch the ball uh, on the infield wherever it's hit. They put their guys in the right spots, and they get out. They are a very, very good defensive team, getting back to the, like, the team that made it to the NLCS that was within a couple of games of the World Series. Time with Mark Simon, Sports Info Solutions, joining us here on Sparky's Midday Madness. All right, so let's go back and talk about Otani a little bit here. Uh, we were having this conversation the other day uh, on the Wendy's Big Show with Gary Ellers and myself and Leroy Butler about you know the face of sports. What does it take to become a face of sports and so forth? Um, and we were talking about Mike Trout and yeah, okay, but Mike Trout's been dinged up and hurt, whatever else. Maybe there isn't a face in Major League Baseball. Maybe there hasn't been a face in Major League Baseball for a while. Because for me, it's got to involve marketing. It's got to f- involve TV exposure. Uh, you've got to be probably the best player in your sport, of one of the better players in your sport, and everything else. And to me, all of that goes out to the window right now because, okay, I wanted to be like Mike. Um, People wanted to be like Steph Curry and Jack Threes from half court. And 
So in basketball, you have that. In baseball growing up, people wanted to throw as hard as Nolan Ryan or as, as fast as uh, Dwight Gooden or whatever the case may be. Okay, this thing here with Otani is something nobody has seen in our lifetime because nobody was alive during Babe Ruth. So nobody has seen it at this rate. I doubt Babe Ruth was doing it at the rate he's doing it at right now. I mean, this is unbelievable. Now, can he stay healthy and put this together for, you know, five, six, seven, eight years? I have no idea. But you're seeing right now, if healthy, this dude is once-in-a-lifetime type player. Right. And I think I think for all the people that are saying, oh, why isn't he in the face of baseball? I think it's kind of a give-it-time kind of thing. He's 26. If he can do this at 26, you would hope he can do it at 27 and 28. And I think as people do it, and as the Angels probably put some better players around them and have their star players healthy, uh, I think it'll catch on. Uh, I, I think it does. It, it may require him getting to the postseason for it to catch on, but I think it will catch on over time. This is it's silly to say that he's not a you know an unprecedented kind of player because he clearly is. Uh, and his pitching's gotten better as the season's got on. Like he was pretty wild earlier in the year. Uh, now that's gone. Pitched great uh, yesterday, the other day. Uh, and the guy's going to hit 40, 45, 50 home runs and uh, OPS a thousand. Like it, 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 I think, give it time, it will happen, and he will be uh, he will be considered a megastar. Because I think you're 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 seeing um, something where you're able to do both. Right, you're able to hit and pitch. And all these people that say, "Hey, man, we want uh, the DH in both leagues, American League and National League." Last night for the Brewers, Freddie Peralta swings and misses at his at a strike three, and is like shaking his arm and his shoulder as he's walking away. And then he's done pitching. And then after the game, he goes, ah, "I don't think it was the swing. I just kind of felt something." Uh, maybe going into that game didn't feel all that right, kind of like an irritation in the shoulder or whatever. But when it happened, I'm here to tell you, Mark Simon, Brewer fans were hot. They were like, this is why there should be a DH. We're going to lose a starting pitcher because he had a it's bat coming. unnecessarily. It'll. I would be shocked. I, I'm, I would be shocked if it wasn't here next year. The The offensive numbers, for, I, I would prefer to keep pitchers hitting, but the offensive numbers for pitchers hitting this year have been so, so, so bad. Uh, and the excitement that it can provide, and MLB is looking for you know ways to add offense to the game. Uh, I don't think th- I think it's a, a lock that it'll be in the next CBA. Here, here's another stat uh, from stats uh, a couple days ago, or was it? Oh, it was last night. Shohei Otani has 40 home runs and 18 steals in the Angels' 122 games. The only player in MLB history to reach 40 home runs and 15 stolen bases in fewer team games was Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> in 1998. He did it in five games fewer. I mean. And he's a pitcher. Good. <laughs> good God. Uh, right. And he should win the the better question with MVP is like who should be second, third, fourth. That kind of thing. Oh, that's done. Uh, yeah. That race is done. Like he should and be you unanimous. Got, like, Vlad Guerrero. Yes. Yeah, he should. I mean, in fairness, Vlad's been really good too. He has. Yes. Absolutely he has. And he's on a better team. But no, no I mean, again, I, if he does this year to year, nobody should ever beat him in the MVP race because nobody can do what he's doing. Oh, one last thing before we let you go. I, I wanted to get your thoughts on Yelich. Uh, and, and really, you can talk about Cody Bellinger, too, with the Dodgers because both these dudes are not the same dudes they were in 2019. Both have completely fallen off. Uh, and both, you know, last year, I well, at least from the Yelich perspective, I can tell you from my, my standpoint was, him and Kessin here a bowl. I was like, ah, whatever. This, this doesn't count. I don't even care. They'll be fine next year. Uh, and then when we get into this year, we won't get into Hira, who's back at AAA. But Yelich, I would have thought, would have been 
back to kind of normal. And he had back issues earlier in there that he was dealing with. Then he was on the COVID list. Uh, and now back at it again and lays down a bunt of all things in a big situation in extra innings to help the Brewers win last night because he was struggling during that game hitting again. Can you make uh, anything out of what has happened to Christian Yelich? I can't, which makes me think, and I have nothing to back it up, but like it's got to be something physical. Like in something like that, we don't know. That's something that that's. I, I just it doesn't make sense because his his eye is still good, right? Like he's he's gonna he's walked like a hundred times in the last two seasons in about one hundred thirty five games, last one hundred thirty five games. So his eye is still good. Um, he yeah, it it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. He can still he can't run. He's not running like he used to, but he's also not on base like he used to. He's only 29. I I find it hard to believe that you go off a uh, you know off a cliff basically offensively. Both those guys. I I feel like there's got to be something that we just don't know that you know maybe we'll find out eventually because skills don't just drop for 29 year olds. You know you don't you don't typically fall off them. I will say this though. What's amazing about Yelich this year, he actually grades out as a league average offensive player. What? So it's not like he's yeah. It's not like he's hurting them because the OVP is three seventy two. Oh, his OVP is higher. Base guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And his OBP, I think, in the month of July was like three twenty. So that's not really holding. But again, he's he's on a hitting streak right now. So that continues. I think he's at seven or eight games now, right now, for the hitting streak. Mark Simon Sports Info Solutions. Follow him on Twitter at Mark A Simon says at Mark A Simon says. If you're a baseball dork uh, like myself and so many others, you will love Mark Simon. Mark, thank you so much. Thanks. Take care. There he is, Mark Simon, Sports Info Solutions on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Applying for a home renovation loan as you're feeling anxious? Breathe. Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started uh, at greatmidwestbank.com. I uh, don't think I feel any better after listening to him necessarily. He seems to think that this is not over yet. So that makes me feel better about the NL Cy Young. We'll see. Devontae Adams talked a little bit earlier today. We'll hear from him coming up next. He had lots of good stuff to say. I I was reading on Twitter. I haven't heard it yet. Some of his thoughts on Stokes, the first-round pick, the DB. uh, Very interesting uh, take on Stokes. We'll hear from him straight ahead here on Sparky's Midday Madness. And don't forget, this segment was brought to you by Jim Dandy, South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Mondays, all-you-can-eat ribs on Mondays. Tuesdays, $2.50 tacos on Tuesdays. Wednesdays, today, $17.95 prime rib dinner. You want to talk about great value and great food and a great meal? There you go. $17.95 prime rib dinner tonight uh, at Jim Dandy's. And then on Fridays, of course, Best Fish Fry. Uh, you're going to find the Oak Creek area. JimDandy'sGrill.com. That's JimDandy'sGrill.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan broadcast live from the Lakeland University studios. Leader in online education for more than 25 years. Lakeland.edu. You, if you missed it earlier today on the Wendy's Big Show, John Heyman, all MLB and, uh, Insider and MLB Network. That was a lot of fun. Me, him, and Leroy. Tim uh, Muma of BrewCrewBall.com. Also a good time with him uh, in the second hour. Talked about that strike zone and whether or not the Brewers should have been swinging at it or not last night. Uh, Ross Tucker, Odyssey NFL Insider, former NFL offensive lineman, joined us in the last hour. Use that Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download it. It's free. All kinds of things you can listen to across the spectrum. It's not just our radio station. It's radio stations from across the country, podcasts from all different walks of life as well that you can uh, listen to on the Odyssey app. Check it out. You'll be very happy that you did. A-U-D-A-C-Y. And then if uh, you still can't find it, go to BigShowNetwork.com. BigShowNetwork.com. And you can listen to all the interviews right there. Dan Plucker does a great job of keeping that site updated uh, there. Okay, now. Devontae Adams talked earlier today, and uh, if you were following along on the Wendy's Big Show earlier today, you heard us talking uh, throughout the show, Leroy and myself, about how good the Packers looked uh, against the Jets again day two. The Packers owned both days uh, against the Jets. They had no answer for the Packers' offense uh, for the most part. I I really, because it's Rodgers, and we know he tends to throw interceptions from time to time in practice uh, because he's maybe trying to do more than he does uh when he's in a regular season game, I thought for sure we'd see a couple, but nope. He was just throwing touchdowns. That's all he was doing, throwing touchdowns, making great throws. Robert Tunyon, Devontae Adams, MBS, uh, those guys all had great practices uh, again today. Uh, and then Devontae Adams took to the podium uh, and talked after the second and final inter-squad scrimmage against the Jets. And by the way, don't forget, coming up Saturday afternoon, it's like a 3.30 kick, we'll have the Green and Gold Post game show starting at 6.30. It'll be 6.30 to 8 on Saturday night. Uh, and hosting is Gary Ellerson and and Ryan Horvath. Yes, sir. Ryan Horvath back in the saddle again. Ryan and Gary. And, oh, that's going to be so much fun. Those two opinions on Rodgers and everything. Oh, it's going to be very entertaining. Horvath and Gary Ellerson Saturday night. 6.30 uh, to 8 here uh, on the fan. So looking forward to hearing from him. Uh, so here is Devontae Adams talking just a little bit ago. I wanted to get to the comments that he made about Stokes, and I, I don't think we got to him. But, uh, you know, he 
brought up Sam Shields uh, when talking about Stokes. He brought up Jair Alexander when talking about Stokes. And the way Devontae frames it uh, about Stokes, like, sky's the limit. So I, I'm i very excited uh, to see how this plays out uh, with Stokes going forward. Hey, uh, Rami Makloff is in studio. We'll find out what's coming up on the Rami Show at 3 o'clock coming up next. But first, Young Express is coming. We talk about so much. It's continuing to grow. Don't you be a part of a Christian-based family-run company? How about a company that's been in business for over 30 years? Yes, that's the answer. Yes, that's the answer. Yes, that's the answer. They currently are looking at companies, trade truck drivers. For me talking about what a great company this is to work for. Now go and apply online. This is what you need. Minimum one-year continuous trade truck driving experience. Familiarity with DOT regulations. Clean background and driving record. Now, what can you expect? Again, you're working for not with, different than a successful transport of expedited freight. So working for Young Express, 40 to 55 hours per week, Monday through Friday, does not include the weekends. 99% touch, no touch freight, I should say. All dock-to-dock, no home deliveries, health insurance, 401k with company match, and profit sharing. Still have not worked for a company with profit sharing. Hoping one day. No truck jumping. Get a new truck every four years, personal days, and vacation days. Apply for the position at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express. Success drives them. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan, Steve Sparky Fiverr, my guy, everybody's favorite guy. He is Rami Makloff. I everybody's missed. Everybody's favorite guy? Uh, well, maybe not every woman's favorite guy, but, uh, but everybody else. I think most dudes that know you. I've never heard anybody say a bad word about Rami Makloff that <laughs> knows Rami Makloff. I haven't. <laughs> okay. I mean, we've worked I mean together. that knows me. Okay. People that we've worked together since 2005. Anybody that I've come in contact with that knows you... All say happy, glowing things about you. That's nice. Oh, I like to be that type of guy. Just being honest. Like, I haven't really come across anybody that's ever said a negative word about you. I mean, other than a uh, stupid Bears fan. But you can't control who you root for. You were born there. Right. So, I mean, exactly. I, I, that's not a, I don't think that's a personal thing. That's just, you know, Packer fans like, being mad that you're like a Bears Lady fan. Lady Gaga said I was born this way. And that's what she said, sure. Um, so, alternate jerseys uh, came out today for the Packers. Uh, and did you like them? The dark green, the yellow, like bars by the uh, the arms, yeah, the biceps, solid. all I green. I don't, I don't hate them. They're solid. I don't love them. They're- Should there be a rule in place when you bring back jerseys from another era, uh-huh. which this Packers team is doing? Uh-huh. It's not the exact same jersey, right. but it's, it's close. inspired by. It's close. Sure. Uh, Should there be a rule that they at least had to have done something in that era? No. Should there be a rule that maybe they should have at least had to have been at least 500 at some point in that era? No, I don't think so. 1950, they were 3 and 9. I mean, history Ni- is history. Sparky. 1950, 3 it and happened. 9. I know. 1951, 3 and 9. 1952, 6 and 6. Huh, pretty good. 1953, 2 9 and 1. 1954, 4 and 8. 55, 6 and 6. That's the high water mark. 56, 4 and 8. 57, 3 and 9. You actually went back and looked up records from the 50s. And one. And then in 59, things finally started to turn around because Lombardi showed up in 59. They went seven and five. And I'm guessing Lombardi probably changed the jerseys immediately upon getting there. When did they change the jerseys? Plocker, can you look that up for me while Rami tells us what's coming on the show? When did the jerseys change from the green ones they got now in the 50s? Did Lombardi change them right away when he got there because of how bad they were and tried to remember Glanville? Jerry Glanville got to the Falcons and said, Y'all suck. We're changing this. We're going to intimidate Change people. Everything. Everything's going to mm-hmm. be black. Because mm-hmm. that was Jerry Glanville. Love Jerry Glanville. Uh, okay, Rami McAuliffe, what do you got coming up on your show at three? 
I can't believe you went and looked up records from the fifties. Well, somebody over pointed. Somebody pointed out on Twitter. I forgot who it was. I think it was Gary, my old host on a file inspection back in the day, a co-host on file inspection. I think he brought it up to me on Twitter this morning. I was like, ah. So I looked it up, and sure enough, you they people, were man. horrible. You people look for stuff. Look for stuff to be upset about. Who cares what happened in the 50s? Are the jerseys cool looking? Like, that's all that matters. Are the no, all that matters cool is looking? what happens when they play them. If they lose, burn uh, them. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. It does to me. <laughs> play with what wins. Simple. Not that hard. If you're going to have an alternate jersey and you win with them, then play in them more. If you you don't win in them and you're like Have you kept track of all the records with all the different Bucks jerseys that they have now? They have like six different Bucks jerseys. I think the Bucks do. I think sometimes they tweet them out during the season, I think, if I remember correctly. Or somebody does. I remember seeing them during the Bucks season. So I think somebody does keep track of it. I just care if I like the jersey. I'll tell you one thing. Players know. Guaranteed players know. Promise you. I don't. If you so. went into the Bucks locker room and I said, "What jersey do you want in most?" I bet you they all turn around and go black. I doubt it. I, d- I seriously doubt it. Maybe baseball players, baseball superstitious, especially pitchers. Yeah, there's some teams where if you have like alternate alternate roads, and they'll they'll let the pitcher pick Correct. which road uniform you're gonna. Most teams they have like a set so, home uniform, but if you have alternate roads, they will let the pitcher sometimes pick which road uniform they're gonna. We wear. asked this during the big show. What's your favorite alternate jersey of any Wisconsin sports team? Brewers, Bucks, Packers. Anyone. I really like yesterday. Sam and I were talking about this on the Rami show. He didn't like them. I did like the city edition ones that they came out with this year, with just a giant, the giant buck that basically took up like the whole front of the jersey. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. The new, the newest ones that yeah. they had. I really like those. That those one. are nice. Yeah, I like the the. Fear I like the, the black ones. The too. fear of the deer one. Those are that's my favorite. I really like the black one. Plucker is all about the pinstripe brewer ones, and I, I struggle with that. And I struggle with it for the same reason that Chuck Freeman always used to struggle with it is we're just not letting go of that team in that era which lost a World Series. At least Stop, when the Packers dude. at least when the Packers were horrible, they were relying they were all the fans were like, "But we won in the 60s. Fine, you won Super Bowls. That's a little bit better. We're not even not even moving on from that point." And if you go back, I pointed this out to Leroy. Are they cool looking? LeBron, Fielder, those guys, that team back then, back then, word had it, they weren't a big fan of wearing those pinstripes because they wanted to establish their own identity and their own era Wah. because they were winning. Wow. Good for them. Yeah, so again, I know Brewer fans love them and they're not going to change them because they sell well and I'm in the minority on this one. I get it. I'm just saying once they win a World Series, then I, I, I might be able to move on from that. But. Until then, every time I see them, I just reminds me of that they lost. What was that I noise? turned on my mic to what start talking about What was that noise that just came from over there? <laughs> and Sam just hiccuped very strangely. It sounded like a frog. I thought somebody burped. I'm sorry, Sam. I thought somebody burped. That was incredible. That was it good timing. was literally happenstance of me turning on my mic at the perfect time for Sam to hiccup in I the background. I thought somebody was choking. I thought somebody was choking to death over I there. Think that ever, was so funny. I think everybody had <laughs> Shut up when the noise came out of his yeah. mouth. So you might be like able just... to pull it off a log or really blow it up and play it as a drop on Rami's show going forward. Like every time there's an air in a Brewers game, you just fire that, that noise oh, that came that out of his mouth. That was funny. Okay. So Vince Lombardi revamped the uniforms in 1959. First year that's, he got there. That is that is when yes. he uh, changed the jerseys to what you yeah. classically see today. Correct. With the, he showed the up, green. said, y'all suck in these jerseys. We're getting new ones and changed them. And I totally agree with that mentality completely. So never, ever bring them back. Ever.
No, you can bring them back. People are going to buy them. People are already buying oh, yeah, them. Yeah, I know. Yeah, absolutely. People Bart like said, them. and he's kind of right. They look like the Vikings throwbacks, no, but in different they're, colors. They're Oregon Duck uniforms. They are, yeah. <laughs> That's what they are. Yes. They're Oregon yeah. Duck. Yes, absolutely. That's what they are, that yes. That kind of is what they look what like. What do you got today? Today on the Rami Show, Sparky, one publication has your Milwaukee Brewers. Very respected publication has your Milwaukee Brewers as the World Series favorites. Not a World Series Makes favorite. Makes sense. The World Series fit. You're ready to go there? I you said. You feeling that good about this Brewers team? Yes. They're the favorites to win the whole thing. Yes. Okay. Especially if it says as is. If they're the two, yes. All right. If I'm, they're the one, then I don't know. But I'm not going to try to talk two, anybody yes. back from that, but I was surprised yes. by that. Uh, pitching rules. You've said that forever. It's not pitching, just pitching, though. Pitching rules. And it's right now, pitching. their pitching is so dominant and so good that it's going to be tough to beat them. But I think their pitching has been dominant. We'll get into this. Their pitching has been dominant all season. I don't no. think that's what's selling people. No. I think what's selling people is they're a more complete mm-hmm. team now than no. they have been. You're saying the starting rotation. Yes. That bullpen was god-awful as they went through that COVID fiasco. So And now you got all your guys back again. And that is the biggest difference. So we'll talk about that. J.R. Radcliffe from the Milwaukee Journal. Oh, Sentinel. I like him. He's going to be joining me at 3.30. I'll listen to that. I always like talking to him. Yeah, I like Thank J.R. You. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's funny. Also, Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus. Don't know him. He'll be joining me at 4 o'clock. He's like a data bet guy type guy. Yes. I, I looked up his Twitter profile when I saw your guest list. I was like, I don't know who that one is. He is. I, I haven't talked to him yet, but uh, I hear good things about good. Ben Brown. So he'll be All joining right. me at 4 o'clock. And uh, this Jordan Love not playing this weekend. Big deal? Not a big deal? I, I, I'm guessing it's not a big deal because I even thought about it as being a big deal. Really? Uh, no. It's kind of a big deal. Big deal will be if Bankard goes out and goes crazy and throws like four touchdown passes in the first half. Oh, that half. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what Kurt Bankert does. They're not. They're not. They're not handing the reins over to Kurt Bankert. One second after Aaron Rodgers one, one, walks. Away. One second. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. I'm saying from a fan perspective. Yeah. Those people that are like, ah, Jordan Love's gonna suck. He's gonna be horrible. Those people. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're looking I'm for not. a reason to get behind somebody else. What? And if Bankert goes off in that game, and because st- he's going to start, and he's got a huge social media following, people. I mean. The 14-year-old at home is all about Kurt Banker. Like, I didn't even know you know who he was. Oh, yeah, yeah, Instagram or something. Yeah, he's real funny. I like him. So how's he doing? Literally, that's what he did. Came down, asked me how Banker was doing. I told him he walked back upstairs. That's all he cared about. Didn't care about anything else. Y'all are better than this. Who's y'all? Packers fans. I Like, I understand why a quarterback-starved fan base would, like, glom on to the hope of a backup or even a third stringer. You don't need this. You don't no, you need are, this. Well, no. You don't need this thread of hope to hang on to. Like, what are you doing caring about Kurt Bankert and whether or not people he does like this something? Dude. People this. want this. Like, yeah, he seems like dude a great guy. Dude went out and hung out with some fan's house or whatever I, on 4th of I July. I wish him all the best. He seems like seems a like super a great nice guy. guy. Do you see the picture with him and his little baby or whatever walking on Lambo yesterday? Uh, uh, it's baby, hard not to like Kurt Bankert. Baby stuff doesn't really tug at my heartstrings. But regardless, I understand. But regardless, like... You were okay holding... My baby, though, in the hospital room. Jackson. Yeah, I mean, a baby I know. Yeah, yeah. You, were, you were digging it. Yeah, absolutely. Sitting in the chair in the corner, I can see it. A baby I know. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I can I can be, you know, I can be enamored with a baby. Right. I'm like, you know, they're cute, whatever. It's a, it's the miracle of life right. and all that. But like some dude, I don't know. Don't like care. I'm scrolling Facebook or right. Instagram. But if the same dude has a cute dog, you'll stop. Oh, yeah, for sure. Dogs are super cute, dude. Dogs are the best. Um, But anyways... So fine. Kurt Bankert is a really nice guy. He seems like a cool dude. He even gives like some solid press conferences and answers mm-hmm. to reporters' questions. But that, I mean, he's a third-string quarterback in the NFL. He's not. He's not going to do anything at this level, guys. He's a backup. He's a backup quarterback, mm-hmm. at best. 
Don't get all don't get all wrapped up in Kurt Bankert mania. No, there's not Kurt Bankert mania yet. He he goes off in the first half of this game against the Jets. Oh. Then you're gonna have Kurt Bankert no, mania. It better not. I feel weird about it because I had the same feeling in the first game. Bankert came in, hit the first two throws. I said, uh oh. That's what I said. I told Gary, I said, uh oh, please. And then the turnover, and then I was like, okay, I feel Stop better. Stop it. Yeah. I, I'm kind of in a weird way, kind of rooting against him, I think. I'm not rooting against. It's like the Josh Allen. Because I don't want I don't want any crap. I just want to focus on Jordan Love. I don't want to have to worry about dealing with other so stuff. So do that. Don't, don't, That's even, what I'm give, to don't do. even give time of day. Trying to don't do that. Don't give your energy or attention yeah, to trying. any Kurt Bankert nonsense. Trying to do that. Do that. That's your best, that's your best option. Do that. That's your best bet. I never got a chance to ask you this yesterday because yes. we went long. I yeah. long now. Andy Dalton saying it's a Justin Fields would be good, but right now it's his time. Yeah. Hey, thoughts? He's supposed to say, say that. that. He's You're supposed good? to think that. Yeah, absolutely. I laughed oh, out loud. And my conversation. Gary said, why would he say that? I said, well, right. This morning's conversation uh, that I had with Bart Winkler coming up on the show. A little replay action for you at 530. I got to get over the improv opening tonight. So This is the funny thing. <laughs> so the dude here, Rami, <laughs> funny guy, tells me that, hey, uh-huh. I might have this opportunity at the improv. Uh-huh. My but response. Tonight I'm not booked. Tonight you're just I'm not going. Booked. I'm just going. You're leaving early just to go hang the, out and it's, drink. It's the grand opening gala. Gala? Gala? You've never been to one in your life. So <laughs> this is this is the deal. So R- Rami here tells me, oh, excited. Hey, oh, maybe I might, might be able to do something at the improv. Blah, blah, blah. That's a different thing. And, now you're airing things that shouldn't be talked about. Well, That's a different on. thing. So I say, when did you start doing improv? I've never oh, seen you do yeah. an improv show in your life. Yeah. And? It's not improv. It's stand-up. The name of the place is called the improv. I can't believe But they don't, don't do improv? I can't believe you don't know. That doesn't make any sense. I, you're on, a, on some level, you're right. It would be like saying but at this sports point, bar, and you walk in, and it's Sex in the City and all the TVs. On so, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying you're wrong. On some level, you're right. But at this point, like it's so synonymous with stand-up not, because the improv comedy With you club, in the community? No, no, Probably. no, no. Me? No. No. Like if you know anything about comedy, then you know the name, the improv comedy club club it's like the most it's the most well-known comedy club chain in the country and one of the most famous comedy clubs in los angeles oh, it's, nice. like, it's not like but they don't do improv it's like mcdonald's is associated with so, burgers like improv did, is associated with comedy that's what i want to know did the genius that came up with this name did they start as an improv dude i don't and know. Then realize it this wasn't like working? 40 50 years old well, you're going to the gala gala whatever it yeah. is you're going to tonight find out I never uh, report I never back tomorrow. Let me know. To research on on the the, the origins they had of the to have name done, the improv. They had to have done improv at some point. I mean, there is improv in stand up, on some level to a degree. But you know right. what I'm talking about, yes. like comedy sports that used yeah, to be in Milwaukee, that type of stuff. I know. All right. But no, it's a stand up comedy club. But you're going just to drink. I'm going to watch comedy. Steve Byrne, hilarious dude. Will be so there is somebody tomorrow. performing tonight yes. at this gala. Yes. Steve Byrne, he has a he had a sitcom. He's got a Netflix special. The whole the whole night. Good really, job, Steve. Really, really funny dude. That's great. Um, all right, my good. buddy who uh, used to work on Conan is opening for him. Eric Wilitkowski. Kept that name. <laughs> mm. Rami show coming up next. He's a big fan of the station, by the way. You know that, right? He's the guy who gave us the inside info on Aaron Rodgers. From previous experience of knowing other people with a similar type of last name, go with Eric Allen next time. Okay. <laughs> You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.